previously on Obedience Podcast. Leave that time alone. Like, I don't need nobody to ask me questions. I don't need my phone. I don't need no social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm an introvert, too. But if I'm going through something, I need to be around people. And if you deal with anxiety, that's just like telling water not to be wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but I was dealing with physically was affecting my mental. And it's, okay, you can be anxious about this situation. But stand on what you know by God's word. And that's I truly do think it is my purpose. Either. I didn't have a good relationship with either parent. It's not, you know, a regular whooping when you take, uh, you know, a steel broom handle to your child until it bends. It's slit your wrist if you want to kill yourself. Wow. I ended up having an autoimmune disease and bone marrow cancer at the same time. And she passed it home. And then my father showed up, um, about six months later, he was a truck driver, and he came home and he wanted to grill for Fourth of July. I was all excited about it, and I noticed he was bending over the table, and I would just kind of hunch over. I'm like, Dad, what's going on with your back? Back okay? Oh, I just had a bad kidney infection. For how long have you had these symptoms? Oh, it's been about six weeks. Six weeks. Oh, okay. So we're going to the hospital now. And he's like, no, we're not. Yes, we are. And I had to, he had to wash clothes <laughs> and get put on clean clothes first. He made me call the ER and see if they took his insurance. I'm like, they take all insurance, get in the car. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and he gets there and he had had cancer in his sinuses previously that he was in remission from. So I was a meat, you know, I'm like, I don't, we need to go see what this is. So that's where they put him because it's like, apparently it's not that bad. You've been dealing with it for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't know my dad. Um, so they, you know, they run tests, they do an MRI and all that. And they let me back and the nurse breaks protocol. And she, she's like, has he ever had cancer? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, you know, she's like, this is this really big mass on his, and I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and, um, you know, she's talking to my dad, and I'm facing her, and I'm beside the bed, and I'm just, it's tears. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, you know, he has a mass about the size of, you know, basically this coffee cup um, around his trachea. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, you know, and I'm holding my dad's hand, and I'm nodding. And when she finished speaking, she's like, well, you know, the doctor's going to come and talk to. And I'm like, yeah, you weren't supposed to tell us that, first of all, because you're Mm -hmm. not the doctor. But okay, yeah, he's going to come and talk to us. And I ran. Like, I just let go of his hand and ran to the first place that I could get to, which was a restroom. Mm -hmm. And I shut the door, locked it, slid to the floor, and wailed. Mm -hmm. And, um... Everybody back there heard me. (laughs) 
you know, and I, I couldn't stem it. I couldn't stop it for a few minutes and I finally start coming out and they're like, are you, you know, what did we say? Are you okay? And I was like, what you don't know is my mother died six months ago and my father has had cancer before, but it was not in his lungs, it was in his sinuses, which means I know what that means. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So we go to his oncologist, and the oncologist gave him two months. Um, and the family that rallied around me when my mom was sick was non-existent with my dad because he was not in touch with his family. So they wouldn't help me. And I had a job that I'd just gotten. I was trying to go, you know, go back to school, and I, I couldn't do that. But I had a job that I had literally just gotten. And I was like, I can't. How am I going to support? How am I going to support? I need help, and nobody. I even had I had an uncle that lived in the house with me, and he wouldn't help me. And as dad, you know, he got the chemo, and he got weaker, and he got sicker, and he started falling, and he wasn't eating. We finally he fell one time, and we couldn't get him up. We had to call the fire department to come and get him up that time and um I had to talk him into going to the hospital and when he went he didn't come home because they refused to release him back into my care because I couldn't take care of him um they found him a nursing home and um he went there and he was there for a few weeks before um he got a fever that wouldn't leave and he became lethargic and he wouldn't wake up. Basically, the dying process started and I was unaware of what that him being septic and the fever is what that meant. And a nurse called me and said, when was the last time that you were here? And I, last night. <laughs> and um, she said, well, he's, you know, been this and this and I've seen people die because they refuse to take care of them when they're like that. And I think he needs to go to the ER. And so I just took her advice because I didn't know any better and didn't realize that he was passing and uh, because he was a DNR. So they took him to Providence and he ended up passing away um, there. And um, I watched him die. And I watched my mom die at home. So, um, after that, um, I did not, I didn't really have a sense of purpose, um, anymore. I was doing really well in school. I had straight A's and all of this before this happened with the two of them. And it, then it became, well, what was I doing that for? Who was I going to school for? What? I can't even go back to school because now I have bills that I don't know how to pay. Um, My mom's house was being foreclosed on because she left the beneficiary, but it was my older sister who hated me because I was born. We were very estranged. And when she came down for the funeral, sat at the table and told me, basically that I was too spoiled or too rotten. She didn't know the experience that I had after she left. She just knew of 
me before she left and she kept that picture of me and she looked at me straight in the face and said you need to suffer she said you haven't suffered and you need to suffer and I, I said I can't control how adults chose to treat me over you I was a, you know a child a small child I couldn't make them treat you a certain way versus treating me a certain way that's I didn't do that to you I'm sorry it happened to you I didn't do that to you nevertheless she took the money she paid for the funeral and not a headstone it's been eight years um, and will be nine years January 31st since my mom died and she never bought a headstone with that she had a hundred thousand dollars and she took it all and spent it she told me I needed to suffer she let the house foreclose she wouldn't buy the house she wouldn't help me keep the car that I was driving she wouldn't none of that so I was effectively displaced so I had to find somewhere to live with a new job and um, that new job ended up falling apart because I was so depressed I couldn't attend work. So I'm like, you know, they're like, oh, her, her dad died and she's just using it as an excuse to not come here. She should be over that by now, you know. And they were very cold, and I was fired, um, and I, with, without, you know, with prejudice, like, I can't go and work for that company anymore. And um, it just, that was the first year, was that, was after Dad died, and I lost that year. I was in, put out my apartment, got another one. I spent two years in that apartment, and when the third year hit, I spent two years in that apartment going um, from choosing which bill to pay. Like, do I pay the car note? Do I pay rent? I have to have the car to go to work. Do I pay rent? How am I going to get food? How am I? Back and forth for two years until I finally had to leave that apartment. And when I got to where I currently live, the car was for uh, the car was repossessed within a month, so I had finally found a place to live, but then didn't have a car. Um, had a new job without a car, um, yet again. So it has been a back and forth of finding how to get on my feet for almost nine years after losing my parents. Um, and because I have this depressive, major depressive disorder, um, it's very easy for me to focus inwardly, like, woe is me. This terrible, terrible thing happened, and I can't get out. I can't get up. Um, so it, it took that, once that, so that three years... And then I finally was like, okay, I have to do something. Um, and I decided to go back to therapy. And I got back on medication. And the therapy fell by the wayside. 
but the medication stayed. Um, and um, for three years, I worked at Providence in the ER doing um, admissions. And um, on medication, um, in and out of horrible relationships, because that was the new thing. Um, I went from when my mom died from drinking. I was complete wino. Like, you know, if from here to here was my dining room table, it was lined with 1.5 liter wine bottles. Empty ones. <laughs> you know, um, I went from that to, okay, I realized that's a problem. Let's stop that. Um, <laughs> to men and not caring when I had this whole, you know, where is my, you know, my Boaz type deal um, to not caring. Like, okay, they're interested. That's cool. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had someone steal all of my my mom's jewelry from me. I don't mm-hmm. have any of that because of the relationship. I be a relationship I allowed. I had someone come in that was verbally and um, financially abusive and um, sexually abusive after that. So where I was raped within a relationship, but he can call it rape. I'm not raping you because this belongs to me. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm not asking you, (laughs) but that's what you're here for. Um, That was the first time I said that out loud. Um, I'm saying all of this because even though I went through all of that, even though the disorder that I have, I'm going to always have, um, I would not be here if it wasn't for the faith that I had in God. I would not be here. I know that there is purpose Mm -hmm. in me because I didn't just survive one suicide attempt. I survived two. Um, I know that there is purpose in me because through all of that, I can, I can still laugh, I can still smile, I can still have joy because of who the God I serve is. Mm-hmm. I know that this struggle, this hurt, this pain that I've been through wasn't just for me to go through it. It's to show someone, there's some young lady somewhere who is being beaten who who has been raped, who has been abused in any way, who feels like their life has to end. The only way that the pain will stop is if their life ends. And I just need to tell you that the God that I serve created you for a purpose. Mm-hmm. 
that even though you're going through what you're going through, it can help someone overcome and come out of the dark places that they're having, thank you, in their life. Um, And that you can come out on the other side. I never thought that, like, I have this job that I currently have where people are in awe. Like, oh, you get to travel, you get to do this. I never thought that I would be able to have this job. I never thought that um, I would realize that I'm a natural teacher and nurturer through this job. I never thought that I'd realize that my purpose was to teach and mentor through this job. I would have never gotten there if I didn't have people, other sisters in Christ, that shared the pieces of their story that gave me hope, um, that discipled me and kept me in the word when I didn't want to look at a Bible when I didn't want to hear a sermon. Um, if I didn't have those people, I couldn't be sitting here. But if you just push, if you'll give it one more minute and you'll let that minute turn into five and you let that five turn into 15 to 30 to an hour, if you'll just push, you have no idea the greatness and the great things that are in you that you can accomplish for the glory of God. Ooh, no weapon of form. Okay. No weapon. No weapon. That forms will not prosper. Amen. Amen. What is that? Isaiah 54 and 17. I thought I saw. Uh, that it, it, it can form all day long. But they will not prosper. But it will not prosper against you. That even through all of that and I, that's probably even more that you didn't share. But still, in the end, she still has purpose. And she is encouraging young people, women, through her testimony. That is so beautiful. That is beautiful. Keep going. Don't stop now. That, 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 oof. Let me touch because I'm, I'm start crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't, we don't need everybody crying. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just, Oh, now I realize why it was it was so hard for you, you know? Yeah. From the times that I've known you, um, I would have had no idea that you had been through all Mm -hmm. of that because of your joy and your spirit. You don't walk around with this aura of I've been through so much. And that shows how much joy you have over your life and how you don't let that control you. I know I told Ashley when I asked you to come on, I had no idea about your testimony at all. Mm -hmm. And just to hear it, it's just amazing to know and to just see how strong you still are. Mm -hmm. And even when one day I was over here, I apologize one day. I'm just like, you came in and sat down and just talking or whatever. And I was just like, she seems like a fun person. (laughs) She's just always so joyful. And just to hear that you, you know, you still have moments. Yeah, you overcome all of those things. Of course, you're still dealing with some things. And that you still have your moments. But to, to, you just never know what people are going through. Or have been through, you know. Just, man.
Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. You're welcome. That took a lot. It did. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. It did, but as I, when I was sharing with my mentor, Lady D, about it, and she was like, you're what? <laughs> because it was a complete 180, because I'm always like, you know, um, before we started filming, I was talking about Shamika. It's kind of like, she was kind of like, are you going to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're you gonna get, <laughs> um, you know, at the nest. Are you gonna do, do, you know, did you complete your homework? You know, have uh -huh. you been writing? Yeah. No, you didn't like, write anything. She's <laughs> like, no, I'm just gonna go for what I know. <laughs> she did. Yeah. Um, it, even in that, and then when I told her, and I said, and I said, and funnily enough, you would never guess what the title of the podcast is. And she goes, you know, she kind of looks at me and I said, obedience. And she said, ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. She's like, that, that, that is funny. That's, that's hilarious. Like, okay, yeah. all right. Um, <laughs> so I think it was just, I think this is um, one of those God moments mm -hmm. in where things have just been orchestrated and ordained mm -hmm. to happen the way that they happen. Um, because I was definitely not trying to tell anybody <laughs> that mm -hmm. anytime soon. Mm -hmm. you know, she was trying to get me to write, like, okay, where you know, you need, you know, your book, memoir for mm -hmm. your testimony, mm -hmm. book for your testimony, right, right, right. And I've been writing, and sometimes I don't, <laughs> but I've been yeah. writing. And then she's like, mm, Have you written? Mm, have you been talking about it? Mm. Have you mentored anyone? <laughs> I told you to. Have you picked one yet? No, mm -hmm. no. You know, <laughs> every every time I talk to her, mm -hmm. and you know, is probably when she sees this, she's probably gonna chuckle because you know it was it has been like pulling teeth for her. I will mm -hmm. I will admit that <laughs> because I've just been like, mm, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I'm just grateful for the opportunity for me to be obedient in doing something that I know is a part of the calling and the purpose that I have over my life. So I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah. You have blessed us today. Yes. And you keep writing. Yes. writing and you keep being obedient so um it's hard to keep going after that but I, I know that you have a favorite scripture that you will always turn to in your time of need so um what scripture would you like to share with the um audience today the scripture that I repeatedly return to is the scripture that I chose as my life first after my first suicide attempt in college and the scripture is a psalm. It's Psalm 18, um, verses 16 through 19. And it states, um, I'm reading from the Amplified Version, He reached from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. Mm -hmm. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. Mm -hmm. 
He brought me out into a broad place. Mm -hmm. He rescued me because he was pleased with me and delighted in me. Mm. Um, That's good. That's something I always return to to remember. Because when I get low, I get low. And I have to remember that even... The, you know, that first time when I, I was such a low place that I was at, you know, in the action of trying to overdose on pills. I, in the midst, sitting on a bench on the campus at the University of Mobile with a pill bottle, audibly hear the voice of God mm. put down the bottle. And go inside. If he can stop my hand with somebody who wanted so desperately to not be in pain and to not live. To stop, hold my hand and say put it down and go inside. And I don't know how many pills I had already taken. And then for me to wake up the next day like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. No side effects. No nothing. Um, he rescued me because he was pleased with me and delighted in me. Um, I was, I mean, literally just handfuls of pills. Just handfuls. And for me to hear that, because, you know, even even as depressed as I was, I was, you know, I'm like, it, I, I don't know why, what I have to live for. And I started to pray, if there's a reason, make me stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm still praying. As I'm praying, I'm still. Mm-hmm. And audible. Like he was sitting, like he had came and sat down next to me, mm-hmm. put the bottle down, go inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, you know, when I came across this, it, you know, this just resonated with me because that's how I literally felt was that he came down mm-hmm. off his throne mm-hmm. and you know, pulled me and said, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have greater for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, at any time, you know, I even get a little bit sad. I will, <laughs> I will come back to this passage mm-hmm. in Psalms 18. Yes. That's, I've never even seen that scripture. And it just, mm-hmm. he rescued me because he was pleased with me and delighted in me. Mm-hmm. That's so good. You have a purpose over your life now. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I am excited to see what you do. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> so keep writing. Yes. Reach out to your mentee. And what else? <laughs> um that that's that's really what's on my heart right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I was, you know, actually starting the ministry like 
that's the scariest part, quite honestly, is starting the naming and starting a full-blown ministry. Mm-hmm. So that is also there. That needs to be done. You can do that. Your obedience is someone else's blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they waiting on you, girl. They mm-hmm. waiting on you. Yes, and if you need any assistance, I'll be here <laughs> with whatever you need to get done. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just like you said, just keep being obedient. Yeah. So, to wrap up part two of this episode, um, I want each one of us to answer what do we want the viewers to take away from this episode? So, Ashley, we can start with you. I hope that you guys take away. Um, just me thinking over here, like, if you have a mind, like, you need maintenance over your mental health. Like, like we said before, you know, if your car breaks down, where do you take it? To the mechanic. Mm-hmm. So when you have um, things that are going on within your mind, where do you go? Mm-hmm. Go seek help for that as well. So if you're having those <laughs> imbalances. Yes, those chemical imbalances. Then I would have to say go speak to someone about those. If you have questions about it or you just don't know, like, your symptoms or whatnot, just seek help about it. You can call. You can slide in them DMs like I just found out yeah. the first episode. But, yeah, just seek out help for it. And I also want to point out um, there is a suicide prevention line. Um, we'll leave that um, within the show notes. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Um, and also in the show notes, we'll leave some scriptures on sound line um, that is from Joyce Myers. Um, I was going through some of those, and those are some great scriptures. So, yes. And I just want our viewers to know uh, self-care is the best care mm-hmm. and mental health is physical health. So mm-hmm. just take care of yourself. Um, I would just like you guys to take away from this that um, just no matter what you're going through, um, there's not a, don't think that this is the fin- the final the ending, mm-hmm. the end all be all that, um, you know, even with the downs, there's going to be an up, um, and that you have a purpose and a plan over your life. Um, and just, um, you know, sometimes you need to get out of your own head and <clears throat> encourage somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I want everyone to take away from this episode is, um, Mental health isn't so um, abstract. So it's a real thing. And even if you don't know anyone who's dealing with it, hey, here's four people right here who's dealing with it. Just take this episode as encouragement to Mm -hmm. go and handle what you need to handle. Um, If you've been thinking about it, this is your push. Go do it. You know, Um, reach out to your pastors that you have. Um, reach out to therapists. Um, if you're in college, they universities have counselors um, there who are um, on payroll, so they should reach out to help you. Um, just do whatever you have to do to make sure your mental health is okay. So that's what I want everyone to take away from the episode. All right. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in to our therapy episode. Um, Thank you for watching part one. 
Thank you for tuning in to part two. Um, we want to thank our guests. You mm-hmm. guys have been so open, and, mm-hmm. and we probably couldn't have done this episode without you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's been so encouraging. Um, we'll leave everything as far as information for Shamiko's um, mentorship program. Um, are you taking like applicants? Sure, we're always, and we're also on social media at New Minds Mentorship Program LLC. Yeah. So I'll put that down in the video and also i'll also put the links down below um Ivana is gonna have one soon and whenever yes, yes, whenever yes. she does um we'll finish it we'll bring her back on the yes, show yes. so she can talk about it um but yeah thank you guys so much before we leave we did want to present you guys with a little gift oh, oh, no. oh you guys are just saying there you go. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Nothing huge, but it's a it's a token of appreciation yeah, for coming on and being so thank open. Um, it's not easy getting in front of the camera and, and, and sharing everything. Um, but I hope that the the items that you have will help in your um self help journey and your mental health journey. So thank you, thank you so much. Y'all can also. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that's what I said. I didn't want to open oh, up. Oh, yes. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. What is up to that? Okay. Brand Branded merch. Okay, y'all. Come on up with it. Oh the branded god. merchandise. I love this. Oh my god. I love it. So it's a, it's a bullet journal. So yes. I love you guys journal. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to bullet journal for a long time. That is I'm so excited. Look at y'all. You just make Just come on up. Do it, God. All right. Obedient. Yeah, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing up and talking with us. And be sure to tune in to our next episode. Um, that's an exciting one, too. Um, and as always, be obedient, and we'll see you guys next time.